This is CliffCentral.com. Welcome to the Opinion Booth. My name is Sonia Booth. I was recently diagnosed with depression and I was fortunate enough to have my parents sit down with me to ask what was bothering me. I noticed that there was a miscommunication between my parents and I. I noticed that most black parents, they solely focus on providing for us financially more than they do emotionally. Our parents break us without noticing and it pushes us away from them. Hence, so many young people are so depressed currently. Those that cannot handle the pressure, those that are depressed, decide to commit suicide. At Wirtz University, at least three students have committed suicide because when our parents call to check up on us, they don't want to know our academic performance. They don't ask how we are doing emotionally and psychologically. They don't ask if we are coping. Jessica, Rudzani, <laughs> Ralipada, yes. welcome to the Opinion Booth. Thank you for having me. Did I pronounce your names properly? Yes, Rudzani, Ralipada, Jessica. Rudzani. Yes. So now, talk to me about the three suicides that you know about at Wits University. Well, um, the first one, um, the first guy, was it a guy? I think it was a guy. He... Um, threw himself from the third floor and this was nearing to our exams um that just shows that he's under pressure and i'm sure you couldn't even tell his parents about it because they take you to words and they want you to pass when you tell them i'm not coping what how are you not coping how is that even possible that you do not cope because like we're sending you to the most expensive school. Everything is about money for our parents. So the first guy killed himself or he threw himself from the third floor. That was very sad and it was nearing our exams. And all the other people that killed themselves as well, it's the same stories. It's the same stories. There's a girl that also was pregnant and she also decided to throw herself as well. Like, we're not coping. Threw herself also over a building. Yes. Fr- from a building. Yes. And died. Yes. And she was pregnant. Yes. So neither her nor the baby survived, I imagine. Yes. And the third student? The third student was found dead, I think. In, in the apartment? In his room, yes. No note, no letter, nobody knows. No, none of the friends or family no, no. members knew or even had an idea that the student had... Oh, rumor, say, uh, rumor has it that he was saying that he's not okay, but then you know how guys are. They always say, nah, dog, if you're like this, then you're not, man, you're not a man enough or things like that. Which is very sad. Which is very sad. Men, men are, not, are not allowed to show emotion. Exactly. Or show weakness, inverted commas, exactly. as, as we call it. Mm-hmm. Wow, sure. That is concerning. And I mean, I'm, I'm sure it must be concerning to you as well because you've experienced that. But let, 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 let's start with the positive. Okay. I mean, I, first of all, I love your name, uh, Ruzani. Ruzani means don't worry. Yes. It also means calm. Calm. You strike me as a calm person. I am very calm. What is your mental state at the moment? Um... I'm in a peaceful place. I'm in a place where if I go through something, I know how to control it now. 
than back then or two months ago. I wouldn't be when I was late or if I was late because I was late. <laughs> I would have freaked out. I would have cried. I would have, I don't know. I would have texted my mother a long story. Mama, I can't. Mama, I'm giving up. Oh, Sonia Booth is not going to. Oh. But right now, I'm in a state where I can say, it's fine. It's fine. We're getting there. So now, tell me, what led to your depression? I mean, is there a particular incident that pushed you into that dark hole or was it a build-up of something? It's a build-up of something. So for me, when I was growing up, I was always quiet about my feelings. I don't know how to express my feelings to my parents. And my parents have never given me a platform where I can express whatever I want. And growing up with different parents, you're always stuck in the middle because you don't know who to say what to who and how to say it. Because when you go to the other parent, they tell you, you do this, we do this things, uh, we do things like this, this side, and we go to the other side, they tell you, we do things like this. So I'm always stuck in the middle of, okay, so what do I do? So there were contradictions yes. to a certain degree. Yes. You go to your dad's side and this is what you've been yes. taught or told to do and then you go to your mom's, mom's side, side of the family and you told something totally different mm-hmm. wow okay so, so that must be m- m- that must have been frustrating very for you. frustrating so, so were your parents divorced by then at, at that stage or they were never never they, they they never got married they never so you grew up in different households yes Okay, so there was some kind of a conflict, if we can call yes, it that. Yes, you can say that because I only got to meet my father in grade three. He you only were, came back in my life in grade three again. Th- that you were how old then? Eight going, eight going on nine? Yes. Yeah, okay. So now, did you know you were depressed or, or rather, how did that affect your life overall? Um, well, for me, like once you get used to being strong, you no longer notice it even when you're being strong because that's your lifestyle. So for me, I didn't know I was depressed until I had a talk with my friend, Precious. She's, and she started crying. She's like, but I don't understand how you still come about this situation because I don't know how I would have handled this. I would have probably decided suicide is the answer. What was that particular thing that got you into that dark space? Um, the last thing that pushed me there was my pregnancy, me falling pregnant. That was the last straw. Is it because you were disappointed that you fell pregnant in the first year of varsity? No, it wasn't the first year. I'm not doing my first year. I'm doing my second year. But you gave birth in April. Yes. So you would have been pregnant in your first year, yes. which is last year. Yes. Was that the reason for your depression? Firstly, yes. Uh, I was disappointed in myself, firstly. Uh, my parents, my mother was not taking it well. She went to Venda for a whole month just to avoid seeing me. So emotionally, although my boyfriend was there, but he was not there emotionally. Boys don't know how to deal with tantrums from us girls. So emotionally, I was not okay. Was he a responsible parent? Or at the time, before you gave birth, did he show signs that he was going to be a responsible father and that he could be someone you could rely on? Yes, but not emotionally. Emotionally, no. Because he also was going through his own stuff. Was Was he young? How old was he? 
He's 22. So you're of similar age? Yes. Is he also studying? Yes. He's doing his final year in actuarial science. You, you, you know, I'm asking you all these questions because we, we, we have to get to the bottom of it, right? Yeah. Because depression is not something that builds up overnight. Yeah. Depression, experts will say that um, d- d- depression is something that will follow you for the rest of your life until you actually sit down and, first of all, acknowledge the fact that I am in this mental state. I am depressed. I need help. I need to speak to somebody. I need to do something about it. And apparently up until you get to that stage of which nobody can make that decision for you, mm-hmm. it has to come from you whereby, I mean, you said in, in your case, your friend is the one that said, friend, you are depressed. And it's only then that you actually realize that I think I'm in trouble here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm contemplating self-harm, which won't be obviously good for, for your mom, who you said had to actually take time away because she couldn't stand the fact that you were pregnant yeah. in your first year of studying mm-hmm. at Wits, which is one of the most prestigious uh, universities in the world, yeah. not only in South Africa. And you've also mentioned the fact that it's, it's not a cheap institution. You know, you, you have to be money to go there or you have to be so brilliant at your, at your, um, uh, what do you call them? Marks to get a bursary or a, a, a sponsorship, um, to go and study there. That's a fact. So now I'm just trying to, to, to get to a, a, a point whereby you, here you are as a 21 year old at the time, the, uh, Baby daddy, as we call them, he's also 21 and you said he was also studying and you don't know who to turn to. That's, that's what you were experiencing yes. at the time. But luckily you had fr- a friend that you could trust, yeah. right? So now you said your mom went away to the rural areas of Venda, which yes. is where your family comes from, yes. just to try and be away from all of that for a while. Yes. How did your dad respond to that? Um, my dad was totally the opposite. He was for it, although he found out late about it because my mother didn't want me to tell him until a certain stage. So he found out late about it, but he was there, he was supportive. Um, so I'm similar to my dad. We're quiet. So he understands that sometimes when I keep quiet, it's not because I'm happy. It could be because... Uh, um, I'm sad or anything of that sort. So it's for, easier for me to relate to my dad, although it's not easy for me to talk to him. But he, he was there, he was there. He, all, he called me all the time and he, ch- he was checking up on me. But I still couldn't tell him that um, I'm not okay because I'm the one that disappointed him in this case. You, you know what concerns me about society is that pregnancy, fact is pregnancy affects you and your studies. And I mean that in a sense of disruptions. Yes. Disruptions in that you're the one who's carrying the child in your tummy, right? Yeah. That means at some point you don't feel like attending lectures because you've got morning sickness or you, you're just so tired or you have water retention and your legs are so swollen that you can't even move. And yet the baby daddy can continue attending lectures yeah. and he can even drop out and go find a job if he wanted to. You could do the same, but at some point you need to, after giving birth, you need to spend at least three months at home bonding with the child, breastfeeding or whatever it is that you need to do to make sure that you've got a a healthy child, Mm. right? Mm. So did that bring about frustrations when you saw that your baby daddy 
could continue his life as normal and yet you had these disruptions of skipping lectures or you know not just not being able to physically to attend uh, the lectures um so yeah it did it did really frustrate me because uh, it led me to giving birth early i had a premature baby because i was always stressing and then it apparently it pushed down the baby so it opened my womb before time so initially I was supposed to give birth in June, but due to stress, um, I gave birth in April. And when I went into the hospital for a week, it, I stressed even more because I was missing tests. I was missing assignments. I was stressing a lot more. And my, when my family came to visit me, they always answer, you see what you get for being pregnant. Your boyfriend is at school, but you're busy here and you're missing out on school and everything and everything. So it really frustrated me. And now, tell me about your siblings. I mean, did they know that you were depressed and how did they support you if they did? Nobody knew except for my friend. Even my roommate didn't know I was depressed until recently, um, a week ago. I posted it on WhatsApp because I was getting a lot of um, DMs about people of how are you managing with school? How are you being woman enough as you say you are? So she didn't know I was depressed. So that's why I'm saying when you're used to being strong, you cannot express your weakness in front of people. I'm sure he didn't know until I, up, up until I told him, yo, I'm, I'm going through some stuff. I withdrew from a lot of things, but most people didn't notice except for my friend. So the friend, obviously, is someone that's very close to you, someone yes. that you can trust. Was there nobody else in the family, an aunt, an uncle? My you... aunt as well. She did talk to me. Um, she's one of the people that I, I, I told when I went to consult with a, uh, with a therapist and I told her that I'm diagnosed with depression, severe depression. She called me and then she came to pick me up immediately. So they took me to a place in Pretoria. My parents didn't still understand how are you depressed because you're the one who wronged us? How is that possible? My grandmother called me and she said, you are demon-possessed. There is no way that you can wrong your parents and and you become depressed. There is no way. That's another sad thing. In the black culture in particular, depression is seen as you being bewitched. Yes. So, as you said, your grandmother said demon-possessed. Yes. That's very sad. Very. That's a stigma that is going to take a long time to change. And I believe that's what you're trying to do with Bridging the Gap. Yes. Tell us more about that initiative. So Bridging the Gap, I'm partnering up with Masha Dolls. Um, Masha Dolls, Mpumile Dwaba, on, on it so that we can try to sit our parents down. So we can talk about finding a common ground. So for us to be able to um, defeat depression together. I'm not saying our parents don't get uh, depression, but they know how to handle it because they're from a generation where hurt people hurt others, and it's fine. But with our generation, I saw a tweet in the morning. Um, a guy said on a Monday motivation that's been trending, he said, um, the 90s kids are all depressed. Hold on. So that hurt people hurt others thing is no longer working on us. For us, it's killing us. I know a girl that I used to go to school with in high school, Humbrani Manenj. She was, everything was going right for her. She was in, she was, over, she was going to graduate in next year. She was the face of Van Rep. 
but she committed suicide because she told her friends that she was depressed, but they didn't take it seriously because she is a public figure. So if we are going to defeat the odds of depression, we need to sit down with my parents or my grandmother, for instance. She needs to understand that I also can be hurt from the things they say. And the more I keep quiet about it, there's this, uh, there's a saying that says, the more you dwell on a thought, the more you water the seed. That's how depression comes about. It's the same as when, 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 when you get a parent who keeps telling their child how useless they are. Yes. Or you are so dumb. You, you get parents who tell their kids that every day. And, and then we get surprised when that child actually doesn't perform well at school. How do you expect, as a parent, you tell your child that they're dumb every day and then you get surprised at their Poor performance at the end of the year. It's something that I never understood about humans. So those were some of your frustrations at that there was miscommunication between you and your parents and your grandmother in particular. And so now this bridging the gap, you are trying to get them to see from your perspective as a youth, as a young adult, so that you also get to understand that, yes, they have concerns. They want you to excel, but there's a way of going about it. Yes, we can sit down and talk about it. If you have a concern about me, uh, raise it, put it on the table. Let's see how we can take it from there. In a calm manner. Yes. Without any derogatory comments, without any vulgar, without any demeaning language being used. Yes. So now, because you, you, you also talk about transformational coaching and you speak of raising confident children. Yes. That's one of the things that you aim to do yes. with Bridging the Gap. Yes. I want to raise my son who knows how to um, respect other women. So there's a link in everything. So how um, there's a link in everything. That means that um, how, do we, how do rapists come about? You will find out that most people that are rapists or most people that commit crimes or resort to drugs, there's a long line in the family. Because you go back home, you expect to be taught manners, but you're not. So you go out outside and seek the same thing that they're trying to avoid at home. So not under my watch will my son grow up and become a rapist. Not under my son will he grow up and become a... Um, a man that abuses women Not under my watch I want him to be able to sit down And respect women Not only me as his mother But the next person His teacher These pupils stabbing uh, teachers at school Because they are not Who are they learning it from? Their parents I mean I would not just take something from outside And decide to do it Unless I'm being taught something at home So if I'm not being taught anything at home, I'm going to fetch something from outside. You're going to find influences from outside. Just like parents who don't want to talk to us about sex. Exactly. And then you go and experiment outside and then they're surprised when you come back home pregnant. Exactly. Yet they didn't teach you about contraceptives. Mm. Hmm. You're onto something there. Mm. Now, speaking of raising confident children, I mean, you've just spoken about your your boy. I love his names. Can you say his names? Because I don't want to butcher his names. <laughs> so his name is Wabutu Oritondaho, and the surname is Muzuri. Can you say that again? Because it sounds so sexy. 
So his name is Wabutu Orutondao Muzuri. We, we are blessed. I love that. Now, how did motherhood impact on your life and especially your state of mind? I got to understand my side and my mother's side. Okay. Which is? When you are the child, you just think that everything you just need to get, get and get and get because you deserve it. Are you speaking sense of entitlement? Yes. Aha. Yes. But when you are now the mother, you can't always give off what you don't have. So that comes in the the confident raising confident kids comes in because like I cannot raise a confident man if I'm not confident myself. Okay. I um, cannot give off what I do not have. I like that. Yes. That's wisdom from mm. a 22 year old. 20 year old. That's, that feature, you're only 20. Yes. Why did I think you were 22? You are, you are even a lot younger and you, you've got, you, you've got, you've got good wisdom. I, I love that. So now, so we've spoken about the fact that you were in your, in your, in your first year of study. So did you have to take a break at some point? Did you write exams late or were you no. given notes by some of your fellow students to catch up, um, in your res during holidays or whatever? How, how did that work? No, I think that's one of the most things that led me to self-destruction. Because I had to do everything myself. I had to be at the hospital, be a mother, and be at school as well. Like, uh, I had been operated four layers open of my womb. And the following week, I had to be back at school. You mean a C-section? Yes. You were in school when? A month later? No, a week later. A week later, you were back in the lecture rooms? Yes. And they expected me to catch up on everything. And I had to because I wronged my parents. You didn't have a friend who could take notes for you, who could help you catch up. You couldn't have a sit down with a lecture, lecturer to say, I've been away giving birth by C-section and emergency C-section that, you know, can you help me with catching up lessons? No. The only thing I got was postponing my test because the time when I was in hospital for a week, I was supposed to be writing. So I had to postpone them to the next week. And then prepare for exams as per normal. Yes. And then start a new year as per normal. As per normal. Where would your son be during lectures? Because you, are you at race? Yes. Where did you take your son? So he stayed for a month in hospital because it was premature. Yeah. So I had, I was going back and forth to the hospital. Every day. Every day. In between lectures, you had to go to hospital. Yes. So it's either if I have an afternoon lecture, I'd go in the morning. If I had a morning lecture, I'd go after. And no support system whatsoever? No, no support system. No. My parents didn't ask me, are you coping? Are you okay? That is harsh. That is harsh. Especially because my mother is, um, is, um, is a nurse. Oh, my word. So this one time we went to the gynae and she was telling us on the progress of the baby. And the gynae asked... Is are you in any way depressed? And before I could answer, my mother said no. Your mom answered on your behalf. Yes, she didn't give you a chance to answer for yourself, to yeah. speak for yourself. Yeah, but I think another thing was that I didn't display in front of people. Like I said, I stayed with my roommate throughout, and she didn't know I was depressed until a week ago when I posted it on WhatsApp. How's your relationship with your mother now? 
considering you've both been through motherhood. And as you said, it's it's altered your way of thinking because you were a different Jessica last year than you are now being a mother. So I had to sit down with my parents when my when the doctor gave me a letter to say that you are severely depressed, we need to inject you because now there is absolutely nothing we can do for you to be happy. We need to first inject you, then we can give you antidepressants. So when I sent her that, she said she's shocked and she thought it was postnatal depression and it has nothing to do with my son. I love my son. I felt like when I was with him, I was much more happier. So I had to sit her down and tell her, this is what is happening. But before that, she first said, if it's not postnatal depression, then what is it? Because you wronged me. That was a story. That and was she a story. Stuck to it. She stuck to it. And she said, you are the one who was embarrassing me in front of people, in front of society. Because one of the things that she first said when I was, when I told her that I'm pregnant, she said, what will society say now? Because now my perfect daughter, who was in verts, is now pregnant. So you were considered a perfect daughter until you got pregnant. Yes. And then now she doesn't see you as a perfect daughter. She sees something else. She sees something else. Wow, that is heavy. That is heavy. That's why it was not easy for me to break down in front of people or to say I'm not coping. I had to go jog each and every day so that I can cry on my own. Wow. Okay. I want us to now focus on the positive side that is Jessica. Yes. What you have to offer, the, the positive offerings yes. of Jessica, we'll yes. call it that. Because you are also part of Toastmasters. Yes. I mean, that must have helped in, in boosting your confidence, self-esteem, speaking and presentation skills. Yes. It's, it's a great program. I know it because my son was also part of Toastmasters. Yeah. Toastmasters is, I'd recommend it for every, anybody who wants to be a confident speaker or who is shy. Cause I myself was shy. I had to take part in it. Um, so I, I've always been a speaker at church, so I just took part in it to become more confident. Okay. And it's, and it's just helped you. Yes. So that's something that you would recommend, obviously, for, so, yeah. And for a person who can express themselves, because after Toastmasters, oh, I'm, I'm still in the process of doing it because you have to do your CC1 and still CC10. And I'm only on my CC3. Okay, so there's still a lot more. Yes, because of my schedule. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. So I, I, I think what's, what's obvious, what's become clear is that you've had to do a lot of juggling, a lot of alterations in yes. your lifestyle ever since your son was born. Mm. Some people would call them disruptions, but you couldn't call them that because you have a son that you love and you are embracing motherhood. Am yes. I correct? Yes. And also because I watch a lot of listening calls. So when I was diagnosed, just I think I just two days after I was diagnosed, I went on YouTube. I didn't know what I was. I wanted. I think I wanted to watch Skim Sum or something of that sort, and I stumbled upon Lisa Nichols, and then she was talking about how she rescued herself and her son. It was relatable. I said, "This is me," 
And she also, she also said that she was clinically depressed. And she said it's a mind thing. So if you want to be well off, you need to work on your mind. So that's when I decided I'm stopping on everybody and I'm working on me. And by that time, my son was out of, my son was out of hospital and he had went to Venda. So he went to Venda for approximately two weeks, two months. Cause he came back yesterday. Yes. And in Venda, he was with your mother? No, with my grandmother. So your grandmother was helping to look after him? Yes. Okay. So now you also sell women enough t-shirts. Yes. And you use the proceeds to purchase sanitary uh, pads for young women who can't afford them? Yes. Tell me more. So um, during the time I was depressed, I wanted something to afford me in terms of finances because my mother said she's not going to do anything financially for me. So I was under pressure. So this one time I just decided I'm going to go out my brother's. I told my brother uh, to follow me outside and take pictures of me. So I, take, I took pictures with my little brother on the back and my brother with a bucket on my head and books on the side. I posted it on social media and a, like because it's relatable, it's a relatable thing that women always have to deal with their kids, their school or their work. Chores, house, household chores. Yes. Yeah. So it was relatable for a lot of things. But I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. Because a lot of people were reacting to it. What are you doing? What is this about? I'm like, okay, for my Toastmasters, I want to be called Woman Enough. So I'll always introduce myself as Woman Enough. So I wanted to make a t-shirt for my Toastmasters, for my sister one, because it's the major one. So it's a major speech. So I wanted... My sister wanted to be perfect, so I decided, okay, I'm going to print this for my woman enough. But then when I printed it, I'm like, hmm, but we could work around this. So when I decided that we could work around this, I started printing a lot of T-shirts. I posted on social media. People reacted to it. I'm like, okay, I always believe in giving my 10% off. So I decided I'm going to give back to charity. That's where Palisa Pets comes in. I approached them. We started a business installation that, that they're going to provide me with their pets. And yeah. Wow. Kudos to you. <laughs> what is your message to a young lady who is overwhelmed with her studies and the pressure and the expectations from her family? Take some time out to know you because then the world is following your example on how to treat yourself. So how you treat you, the world is going to do exactly that. How you treat Jessica, how, Je how Jessica treats herself is the way the world is going to treat me. I'm very, I'm a very confident person. If you come up to me and say, hi, Jessica, you are the woman enough. I'm, yes, you are talking to the right person. So you need to, if you break down in front of people, you will always be known as the wing click. We're saying, do not, I'm not saying do not break down in front of people. But you need to not be a pushover. Don't let pregnancy define you. It's not the end of the world. It's lies. The fact that you're pregnant, you know, I'm going to go back to school and I'm doing it. And I'm coping just fine because I found me. So I'm now a tree. I need to develop my branches.
That's where transformational coaching comes in. That's where um, giving back to the community comes in. That's where being a mother comes in. That's where being a student comes in. I'm now a tree that's branching out. I love that. Next up, I want you to give a message to a young lady who sees no light at the end of the tunnel. She is so consumed by darkness and gloom. She is contemplating suicide. (sighs) That's a hard one. Okay, so you need to understand that for you to be in a place of darkness, it's not because you just woke up and decided, I can't. You have been thinking about it. You've watered it. You've watered the seed. Now it's a tree. It's growing. How do you start breaking down a tree, a lifelong tree? It's not going to be a one minute or a one day thing. You need to be gentle with yourself. The same way you um, water the seed of thinking, maybe suicide is the answer because you don't want people to um, to see the weak side of you. Because that's the only thing that makes people to kill themselves. I don't want to be an embarrassment. I want to save myself an embarrassment of being seen as a weak person in society. So let me decide to take myself. It will be better for everybody. To take my own life. Yes. It will be better for everybody. So you need to go back to that same space. Find out what the problem was. Because you can't find the solution without the problem. Find the solution. Find the problem. Then water the problem again. Whoa, wow. I'm in awe of your wisdom. And I am so happy that you chose a different path and that you didn't take your life because you would have robbed me, you would have robbed your peers, you would have robbed your son of this wisdom that you have, which I find incredible that a 20-year-old would have such words of wisdom. I'm saying that for you to realize that you've got so much to offer. And I think Toastmasters was one of the channels in order for you to push your purpose. And your purpose is to assist and support your peers, not only at WITS, but to go out throughout the country and hopefully in a few years' time throughout the world to help them because I think they can relate to you because you are of similar age and you've been through all of that. You've seen, you've been through the hurdles. You've you've, uh, experienced the potholes, the speed bumps and all the negativity. And now I want to ask you what you would like to say to your mother and your grandmother. Um, Because we're going to make sure they listen to the podcast after this. Because hopefully after listening to your side, your perspective, I'm hoping it will be the starting point for them to change their mindset. So for my mother, I feel like she already... So the time when I sat down with my mother, I got to understand that 
she was raised by a person that believes in hurting others, not in a bad way. But my grandmother, I think she always thinks that she's the only right person. So my mother also, when she goes through things or she is not agreeing with what my grandmother is saying, my grandmother would always make her feel bad about it. So I had to step in and parent my parent so she could be a better parent to me. And that is how we are now in a better space with my mother. And your grandmother? She still doesn't get the whole thing. She still doesn't get the whole thing. So then if, if you don't mind me asking, then why did you entrust your son's caring to your grandmother? So I have two different grandmothers. I see. So so, so it's not your, your maternal yeah, grandmother, my, pater- paternal my, yes. grandmother. I see. Okay. Because I, 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 I was concerned there for a, 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 a bit about, you know, the sentiments that you shared about the grandmother. Exactly. So it's a different grandmother. That's, okay. that's why I believe in bridging the gap because I don't want my son to be raised on the same sentiments that I was raised on because Got I, you. I totally disagree with them. Makes sense. Jessica. Ruzani, <laughs> thank you so much for sharing your truth. Thank you so much. Many people are going to be motivated and inspired by it. Thank you so much for having me. My humble opinion, after all, this is the opinion booth. You often hear family members saying, Rose is going to be the first member of the family to graduate with a degree. We are so proud of her. My question is, Have you ever asked Rose if she really wanted to pursue that degree in the first place? Yeah. And if she took the initiative and decided to study further, do you check up on her regularly to see how she is coping? Would you still love and support her if she decided to drop out to pursue other business ventures? That's a question. Do not place unnecessary pressure on your child. Stop living your life through your child. Stop living your fantasies through your child. Take ownership of your own failures and fuck-ups and give your child space to breathe. Be the adult and allow your child to be. Let her be. Let him be. Aspire to inspire before you expire. This is CliffCentral.com.